Welcome to the Ultimate Men's Playbook Podcast. My name is Tom. I'm also the author of the book, The Ultimate Men's Playbook. And right beside me is my wife, Renata. How's it going, Renata? I'm doing great. Hi, everyone. (laughs) The reason why she's on the podcast, guys, is this is a dude's podcast, but every once in a while, you need a woman to say, hey, guys, get your shit in order. And it just comes out more strongly when it comes from a woman sometimes. So you're my biggest asset here, and you're going to keep me in line with this podcast, and we're going to rock and roll. Absolutely. So um, we're also doing this podcast because I didn't want to do an audio book unless we had uh, Morgan Freeman reading it. That's right. Right, or uh, the guy that does the Darth Vader voice, uh, James Earl Jones. I'm sure. It had to be something <laughs> strong, right? <laughs> Some of these guys just sound horrible. So doing a podcast makes it a lot easier. All right, chapter one, mindset. So the number one tool in getting into peak shape is your mind, and that's what the chapter is about. So I'm going to give a hypothetical example. 20 pounds weight loss in two months. You and I both know 10 pounds a month is kind of extreme, Mm. especially for a person who's not obese, for example, and you're probably going to lose some muscle mass, but that's a scenario, okay? Person number one, do you want to give him a name? Just throw it a name. Jimmy. Jimmy. Okay, so Jimmy's given the best diet plan. Jimmy is given the best exercise program. Jimmy is given a trainer to help him train. And Jimmy has the best equipment available. Well, Jimmy already has it really well. (laughs) Okay, so is Jimmy going to lose the weight? Maybe, maybe not. Okay, and then we've got... Peter. Peter. Here's Peter's situation. No diet plan, no exercise, no trainer. The equipment's minimal, but the condition with Peter is this. If he doesn't lose 20 pounds in two months, he loses his job, his wife gets rid of him, he loses his house, and he goes bankrupt. Hypothetical situation, but let's say that was the case. Who gets results? Who would you put $20,000 on? Probably Peter. Guaranteed Peter. Depends how much he loves his wife. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right. Probably Peter, okay? So the point is, it's not the macros you're counting, it's not the equipment, it's not the environment, it comes down to your mind. The number one best tool you have is your mind, okay? So we're gonna go on that. Now the mindset is based on five foundational pillars. We're gonna talk about one of them today. And that pillar is basically this. I'm in charge of everything, Mm -hmm. okay? You take full control of everything in your life. All right, you've got five examples that we're gonna share of challenges that have happened over the last uh, little while with various people. Okay, go ahead. The gyms were closed due to COVID. It's impossible to train properly. Okay, so the guy just gives up, he's done. None of the gyms are open. So you know what happened over COVID. Right? People were scrambling on the marketplace, Facebook marketplace, looking for equipment and setting up home gyms. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And paying pretty much premium for the equipment. Three times, yeah, three times more than it really is. But where there's a will, there's a way. And if you're in charge of everything, you're not going to blame the gym, you're not going to blame the government for the shutdowns. You're basically going to come up with a solution. Hey, listen, do I have access to equipment? And if I can't get iron, then I'm going to train with bands or do calisthenics or whatever it may be. So when you're in charge of everything, you you don't look for excuses. You find a way to train. So you became a 
across another excuse. My wife won't make three separate meals, one for my program, one for her, and one for the kids. Okay, <laughs> I'm looking at you, you've got a big smile on your face. Yeah, it's like... Okay, so what do you say about a guy like that? Uh, make your own damn food. Make your own damn food. So in other words, he's a bitch. He really is. <laughs> okay. All right, I mean, okay, so make your own meal. It's not that big of a deal to step into the kitchen and make your own meal. I think that's a no-brainer. Or you say, hey, listen, let's get on board. We're going to try to find something that's healthy for the entire family. That's right. Okay, next one. My work is too demanding. I'm exhausted after work. All right. Um, what time does the person start work, hypothetically? Um, uh, why don't we just take like one of the people who started work like super early, like 7 day, I already have to be at work. 7 a.m.? Finish by, I don't know, let's say 3, 4. Okay. Come so home by 5. What time are we up in the morning? 5.30? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we put in our 10,000 steps by 7 o'clock and then I'll start training from there. Okay, if working out is a big enough priority, that workout happens first. Because here's the thing, I would rather put in a workout first before I work for somebody else than work for somebody else and then come home and be exhausted. To me, that makes total sense. Yes, I have to provide for the family. So needless to say, needless that to say you, you get the workout in first. first. You put yourself first. Absolutely. Okay. That's what a person who takes charge does. Mm. Next one. My work requires me to wine and dine with clients. Okay, so that's the biggest cop-out. Now, there are certain people who are totally respected. Just imagine you were with some kind of Olympic athlete. Okay? Um, world-class Olympic gold medalist who's won six gold medals and you go to dinner with that person and that person orders a grilled chicken salad and some healthy beverage, maybe a water, what are you going to do? You're probably going to order alongside what he's eating. Okay, there's nothing like being a boss and ordering what you want regardless of what other people are having around you and if you're influenced by somebody else or you're influenced by their choices, you're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have another one. My kids' activities come first over training. Okay, what are your thoughts on that? Do they? Um, I think it's pretty much the same like uh, what you said. You have to always uh, put yourself as a priority and then uh, take care of everybody else. So. Your body is your temple, so you have to definitely care for it well, um, so everything functioning properly, and this way you can take care of the rest of your family. Okay, good point. So, number one is when you are in shape, um, you can actually keep up with your kids. That's I mean, correct. You take a look at Matt. Matt's an NCAA uh, Division One basketball superstar, and um, I got to keep up with him or at least be able to retrieve the ball for him to shoot enough times to get proper training in, okay? Uh, a dad who's not in shape can't do that. You wanna give your best to your kids, you wanna be able to at least keep up with them, okay? And, and the other thing I never did was, I never sacrificed my kids' activities for my workouts. I was always there for every game, every practice, and what that meant was I needed to train at lunchtime, 
even if it was only 20 minutes or even 15 minutes, or I got up early that day and I put in the workout because the kids do come first from the perspective of, you know, making it to those important things. So as far as I'm concerned, that's a, the idea of putting kids first Mm -hmm. is such a, a time excuse, bullshit excuse. It's just a lack of time management. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what happens if someone takes charge of everything and fails? Then what? Well, at least they know where they stand, and they can address the problems. That's the first step: realizing where they're at. Mm-hmm. And the second step is it's like um, trying to develop a, a skill right away. There's a learning curve involved. And you're going to stumble at first, you're going to run into obstacles, you're going to fall and get back up. But eventually you start developing your emotional muscles, you start getting stronger and making better choices, and you're on your way. So yeah, so what if you fail? As long as you get up and keep going, I mean, you, you learn from it, you're going to be so much further ahead. But the other way is you continue making excuses. And I think there's, there's something about those excuses that's dangerous. So I want to read something to you. By blaming others and shifting ownership or responsibility for the problem to others, you never have to experience the ultimate fear. Mm. Okay, so the ultimate fear here is, if I take full control of the situation and fail, it proves what I already kind of wondered about myself. I'm not good enough. And that is so crushing to people they're going to avoid that conclusion at all costs. So they'd rather say, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to do this. I'm going to start next month. They're postponing the inevitable. And the inevitable is I'm not good enough. And then you know what ends up happening. You end up living a life of regret. So you might as well say, fuck it. I'm going to try. I'm going to work my ass off and see where the chips fall and have that attitude. And that's why so many people never ever realize their potential so with that our next episode we'll talk about the second pillar of the mindset very good